Good morning, church. Amanda, go ahead and black out my slide for just a minute. Um, I just want to take a couple seconds to welcome everybody and welcome our guests. I know that it's difficult. It's a difficult thing to do. Um, if you don't know anybody and you're in an unfamiliar place, to get up early in the morning and come and worship. So um, we just really honor you if you're a guest here, and we appreciate you. Secondly, um, Nicole didn't know I was going to do this, but I'm going to put her on the spot a little bit. This is her last Sunday here. If you are near Nicole, or um, even if you're not, if you want to go over and just put her hands, put your hand on her shoulders and comfort her, I'm going to pray for her right now. She's been a great blessing here at this church. Father God, we we come to you because you are a powerful and awesome God, but you are compassionate and gentle. And uh, we just we just want to lift up Nicole Crespo to you. And we thank you for her presence here and her friendship and her service. And we know that she's going to a place that's far different than Kansas City, far different than our United States. And there's danger everywhere, but especially where she's going. And we just pray that you would keep her safe and help her to continue seeking you, Lord, wherever she is, in whatever country she is. Be with her and help her to worship you and help her to um, just to shine your light to her surroundings. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our scripture this morning comes from Proverbs chapter 14. It's just one verse, um, short and sweet, where there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. I don't know if you have taken the time to notice, but we humans... We're not that strong. We're pretty weak. Um, if you just watch Animal Planet for a couple minutes, you'll see that as far as physical prowess goes, we're pretty limited. We don't have ferocious teeth. We don't have sharp claws, superior strength, superior speed. Our young are born with no survival skills. They're completely dependent. Even our strongest men and women... And our most agile athletes, they don't hold the candle to what we find out in nature. We're just physically weak. And though, you know, we like to brag about our strength. We really, it, it just doesn't stack up. When we look out to, our, to nature, we're just pretty weak, pretty limited. But what we have had to do is rely on the strength that we find Outside of ourselves. So we rely on steel and wood and electricity and oxen and horse, horses. This is how we humans have thrived in our life. We have a long history of taking the strength that we find outside of ourselves and using it for our own benefits. We have the ability to rule this earth with domestication, innovation, and creativity. In fact, 
That is what God told the first humans to do, was to rule and subdue the earth. But it doesn't take long that all this ruling and subduing and harnessing of the earth's strength. It's a lot of work and it takes a lot of responsibility. It takes a lot of responsibility to be good stewards of the things that give us strength. You have to take care of your, your tools, your power tools. You have to feed and shelter your livestock. Simply put, you just have to take care of your stuff. Or all you're left with is just this right here. And that's pretty weak, right? And that's what this parable is all about. It's obviously in, a, in an agricultural context where this farmer is relying on the strength of the ox to produce his crops. But if you read this proverb too fast, you might miss some of the the message. Uh, That's the beauty of the proverbs. You have to read them slowly, carefully. You have to think about them. You have to reflect on them to sort of mine them for all of their meaning. So the first part of this proverb says, where there are no oxen, the manger is clean. In other words, you know, life is pretty easy when you don't have an ox around. Right. There's a reason I'm guessing that guessing none of us, very few of us here own an ox. And there's a reason for that. They're a big responsibility. You got to feed them. You got to shelter them. You got to clean up after them. It's a big responsibility. Similar, I would say, to renting an apartment instead of owning a house. You rent an apartment. You don't have to take care of the grass. You don't have to buy appliances a lot of the times. You're not responsible for the big repairs and leaks. Owning a home, on the other hand, is a big responsibility. But some people are just willing to take that on because it's a bigger reward. There's more to it. Owning a pet is the same way. Having a pet, like a dog, a lot of times they can bring a lot of joy to your life. A lot of times, not so much joy, but for the most part, a lot of joy. But they take time and sacrifice and money and commitment. Pets do. The big responsibility. So no ox means a nice, clean, tidy manger. But also it means no abundant harvest. It means just good enough kind of for yourself if you don't have an ox. We all have to make calculated decisions in our lives regarding how much responsibility we're willing to take on, depending on how much work we're willing to do to reap the rewards of that responsibility. That was a mouthful, I know. But we make these decisions depending on how much responsibility we want to take on, depending how much we're willing to work to reap the rewards of that big responsibility. So as a community of believers here, as a church, I think we have some calculated decisions to make ourselves. Do we want to do the least amount of work possible and have a small harvest with a few crops that just kind of makes it good enough to get by? Or do we want to have an abundant harvest? harvests that not only feeds us here, 
But it spills out into the streets, into the community. And people take notice. And they say, look at those people. Look at that church. It's doing great things. Let's check it out. Isn't that great? Jesus says in John chapter 15, verse 8, says, This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So it's to our Father glory that we have an abundant harvest. So I don't know. It seems to me that we shoot for an abundant harvest. We just don't want to get by. We want a bumper crop. Well, just as the weak farmer has to rely on the strength of the ox, so the Christian must rely on the strength of something bigger than herself. Because we can learn a lesson from um, our physicality, our weak physicality. Just as we are weak physically, so we are weak spiritually. I think that's obvious. But being weak, you know, it's not such a bad thing. I mean, it's worked out pretty well for us physically, relying on the strength of the ox or the horse or electricity or water or wood, whatever it be. That's worked out pretty well for us. We've accomplished quite a bit. Spiritually, if we rely on something greater than ourselves, it's going to work out pretty good for us, at least much better than if we just rely on the strength of ourselves. So we rely on the strength of one another, the church, we're going to do a lot better. If we rely on the strength we find in the love of Jesus, it's going to work out pretty well for us. And if we rely on the guidance of the Holy Spirit, it's going to work out pretty well for us. Listen to what Jesus says in John chapter 15, verses 4 and 5. And I didn't know this, I didn't plan it, but I think that this was the theme of Camp Ionicamo. Is that right? Yeah. So, you guys can just go to sleep if you want to, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but Jesus says, remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do what, church? You can't do, you can't do anything. There's nothing you can do apart from Jesus. As we Christians, we must first rely on Jesus to give us strength. If you draw your nourishment from Jesus, just like a branch draws its nourishment from the vine, it's going to work out pretty good for you when it comes to producing Roots. Now, in the following verses, after Jesus makes this analogy about vines and branches, he goes on to explain exactly what he means and exactly what it takes to bear fruit. He says this in verses 9 and 12 through 12. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have obeyed my father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Now, church, I think this is something that we need to think about all the time. Are we loving each other like Jesus loved us? 
Now that might seem like a lot to ask, right? Because Jesus really loved us. And he sacrificed for us. But we must really love each other and sacrifice for each other and carry each other's burdens. Love each other. It sounds good, right? And I think we all enjoy being loved. We enjoy being the recipient of love. But when it comes to loving others, it can get a little messy, right? It's a big responsibility. Zig Ziglar says that you spell love T-I-M-E. And even though it sounds nice, it's kind of akin to cleaning out a messy livestock stall. You gotta feed, you gotta nourish, you gotta maintain, you gotta get get the shovel out, roll up your sleeves, put your boots on, and be willing to get your hands dirty. That's what love is like. Did you guys know that? Love is not just a flutter in your heart. And it's not some fantasy. Okay, it's hard work. It takes sacrifice and commitment. It takes getting your hands a little dirty. You might be thinking, you know what? My manger is pretty clean right now. And I kind of like it that way. I don't have much responsibility. Well, Jesus says the kind of relationships that he wants us to have takes love and responsibility. It's a big responsibility. It means we sacrifice for each other, help each other, we be generous to each other, speak graciously to each other, and also about each other when we're not in their presence, and we forgive each other. And that's a dirty job, but it's worth it's worth all the hard work because Jesus says that this is how we remain in him. I think it's a good idea to remain in Jesus. This is how we do it. And I want to make sure, I want to pause here for just a moment and make sure we get this. Because there's a formula here. We love each other like Jesus loved us. And we remain in Jesus. When we remain in Jesus, we bear fruit. And when we bear fruit, we glorify God. So it all starts with loving each other as Jesus loved us. Then we remain in him, we bear fruit, and we glorify God. That's what we want to do. And also, you know, um, loving each other and being a part of a loving community is beneficial because there's strength in numbers. We can encourage each other and build each other up. And we can protect each other from Satan's attacks and his temptations. Well, just as we rely on the strength that we find in numbers and each other, And in the love of Jesus, so we must rely on the strength of the Holy Spirit's guidance. The Spirit will bear fruit in us if we let it. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. Eat your heart out when it comes to this stuff. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Eat your heart out. You can do as much of that as you want. Against such, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, listen to this, church, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. That's Galatians 5, 22 through 25. Church, I want you to look 
at this picture. You know what? I love this picture. I think it's an accurate depiction of our walk on this earth as we rely on the strength of other things, the love of Jesus, the church, and the Holy Spirit. And I don't know. Maybe you'll have to humor me a little bit on this. I just searched for oxen team on Google Images, and this is one of the pictures that showed up. But I like it. And, you know, maybe the plow is Jesus' love that breaks into the world. And maybe the oxen team is the Holy Spirit guiding us, pulling us. And maybe we're the person, the farmer. And we're holding on to the love of Jesus, breaking it into the world. And we're being led by the Holy Spirit. And we're keeping in step with them. And we're cultivating the soil, breaking it up, getting it ready for God who is planting his seed behind us. Now, I don't know. I think I think that's what we're here to do. I think that's exactly what we are here to do is right here in this picture. I think this is the formula for an abundant harvest. I don't think there's any maybe about it. But with such great strength comes much responsibility, right? You've got to take care of that which gives you strength. You can't keep your power tools out at night and let them get rained on. You've got to change the oil in your car. You've got to maintain that which gives you strength. So we not only have to keep in step with the Holy Spirit, we've got to maintain our relationships with each other and not be afraid to go deep. That's how what Jesus wants us to do, to confess our sins with one another. To talk about our deepest longings. That's hard work, folks. And all while keeping a keen eye on the leading of the Holy Spirit. Well, church, like the farmer, we should always strive for an abundant harvest. We don't want to just do enough just to get by. It seems to me that we should want an abundant harvest. And like the farmer, we should be willing to take on all the responsibility all the hard work that it takes to make that abundant harvest possible. Where there are no oxen, you have a clean manger. Where there is no desire to care for anybody but yourself, life is easy. But there's no harvest. But abundant crops come from the strength of the ox. But abundant Salvation comes by the strength that we find in Jesus and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Abundant salvation. Wow. Church, maybe may we be willing to do the hard work. May we be willing to encourage one another, sacrifice for one another, generously show kindness to one another, talk up each other, uh, when we're outside of each other's presence and carry one another's burdens. And may we keep in step with the Spirit as it guides us. If you have for too long retreated to your nice, tidy, clean manger and you're saying, you know what? My manger is clean and I like it like that. I want to keep it that way. 
it's work. It's worth all the hard work it takes to maintain our relationships. I know we don't like conflict. And we don't like drama and heartbreak. But to love each other like Jesus loved us, man, it's a big responsibility. It's going to have its ups and downs. But it's worth it because we remain in him and we glorify God. Maybe it's time you started putting more effort into your relationships or maybe going deeper with your relationships, confessing your sins, talking about your deepest longings. Somebody needs you. And you know what? I know that the church doesn't have the best name anymore. Um, The church used to have a great reputation in the world. And that's kind of fallen off. Um, you know, when, when Jesus met Saul on the road to Damascus, he says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who was Paul persecuting? He was persecuting the church. And Jesus says, why are you persecuting me? You see, God has a very high view of the church. I think we should too, and I think it's worth putting the time and effort into. These days, you can have a personal relationship with Jesus, and you can worship God in your own way. You don't have to go to church. You can go to the lake and worship God how you want. I don't know if that is how Jesus would have us to do it, because he has a very high view of the church. It is his body. And he sacrificed his body for us. And we need to have a very high value of that in the church. Will it be messy to love each other? To do church like Jesus wants us? Yeah. It'll take some hard work. You'll have to clean out your livestock stall. But it's worth it. The harvest you reap will be abundant. So if you would like to be baptized today... become a part of this church. We're going to sing an invitation song here in just a moment. Or maybe it is that you have superficial relationships and you need to go deeper and you need to confess your sins to somebody or you need to just to talk to somebody about what's going on in your heart. And if that's hard for you to do and you need prayers to get over that, that's what we're here for. That's what the love of Jesus looks for looks like Jesus prayed for us. He worked hard for us. And we're going to work hard for each other. Whatever your needs are, you can talk to me. You can talk to one of our shepherds. That's what they're here for. You can come forward right now as we stand and sing our invitation song.